Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Sim Radio here on the Sisters in Music Network. It's Monday Music Madness, and you're tuned into Mixing It with Nikki Chris. This is Nikki, and in case you don't know anything about me, I'm a singer-songwriter from Raleigh, North Carolina. My show celebrates women in the music and entertainment industry, providing an avenue for them to showcase their talent. Our motto, Sisters in Music, Together, we are stronger. My guest today is Haitian singer-songwriter. That is a Haitian singer-songwriter that specializes in Americana music. She is from Kensington, Maryland. She's an extremely versatile singing and writing artist. She writes in numerous genres and languages, including French, Spanish, English, and Haitian Creole. She has garnered a multitude of nominations and awards for her work, including six nominations at the 2021 Josie Music Awards, in which she won the World Artist of the Year. Currently, she is a finalist in the Whammy Awards and has won a silver and bronze in the January 2022 Global Music Awards. On top of that, She's a Grammy-balloted artist, voting member in the Recording Academy, and my partner in crime in Sisters in Music, please welcome the fabulous Natalie Jean. Woo-hoo! Natalie, welcome to Mixin' Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's my honor to be on your show. Well, I'm honored to have you, and I'm very excited to share you with everyone because you are such a versatile artist, and you have so many wonderful music creations that I think it's just absolutely fabulous for us to learn a little bit more about you and your music. So let's get started with how and when did you get started in music? Um, well, that's a long sort of detail. I'll give you the the quick version of that. Um, my father is like a famous Haitian singer and he used to sing in the house, but I wasn't really into music at that point. I really loved um, dancing. Dancing was my thing. Um, and I used to like to pretend to, to act like different people. I could do like me West voices and stuff like that, but never thought I'd be in the entertainment industry. Um, later in life, I moved to uh, New York after college, um, not right after, but maybe a year after college, when I was going through some stuff, so I started writing spiritual poetry, and my parents were like, well, why don't you turn some of those into songs, and then my father gave me some of his songs to translate, and I did a three-song demo, which I put out into the internet universe, uh, the now-defunct, bankrupt tape music group uh, saw saw one of my songs, and they liked it, and they said, oh, let's, let's do an album. I flew out to Oklahoma and recorded my first album, Obsession, which had eight songs on it. And then um, they weren't really doing what they were supposed to be doing uh, with the album, so I left them and just started doing everything on my own. And and we're here now. That's how it all started. Awesome. I didn't realize that your dad was a famous artist. Does he sing? Or did he sing? Yeah. Nikki, don't you ever see me post the ethno cloud charts? Yeah, so I did, I put, but I mean, I don't think I ever really, cor- I don't think it ever really clicked. Yeah, know. so the, some, some, <laughs> some of those, so on the ethno cloud chart, which I got him in, I always post when my father charts on it with his songs. <laughs> yeah, no, my father sings. That's where I get it from. Awesome. Well, that's mm-hmm. wicked cool. <laughs> so how would you describe your music? Because obviously, I know 
at the moment, because I'm actually going to ask you this question a little bit later about the whole mm-hmm. Americana aspect, mm-hmm. but I mean, you've recorded in French, Spanish, English, and Haitian Creole. So how mm-hmm. really would you describe your music? If I was a first-time listener, how would you describe it to me? I mean, for me, I guess, and you know, world music has such a a standard term to it, but I would put myself maybe under a world category just because I sing, sing in many different languages. However, I might even go as far as call, calling it folk world music because of the Americana um, aspect to it in the jazz and the blues. Um, when people ask me, you know, what, what's your genre, you know, I tend to just say I'm a music, I'm an artist or I'm a music, I'm an artist I create. Um, and, you know, people are not satisfied with that. So I've delved into the Americana aspect of things because like, I like the singer-songwriter part, the folk part, and there's a lot of different genres under Americana, so that's the one that suits me the best. But if I were to create my own genre, maybe it would be like folk, folk world because I do so many genres. Mm. I actually kind of can see that. And folk world is an interesting potential Mm. category, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of – it is. It is. And and that's why I actually wanted to say, you know, ask you, because I know lately – and obviously, I mean, I, I know you, but I know mm-hmm. lately I've seen a lot more, you know, Americana, you know, really promoting the whole um, rebranding, if you will, right? And maybe mm-hmm. it's deliberate or not, as an Americana artist. Um, right. You know, is there a reason why you're focusing on that? Is that just mainly because you feel that's where it makes the most sense because there isn't something called like world folk? I got into Americana because when I decided to release my last album, where do we go from here? I was trying to decide what the feel, you know, the theme, the feel that I wanted for the album. And all that kept coming to my brain was this needs to be like singer-songwriter. This needs to be more storytelling. This needs to be more folk. There there are some pop influence songs in there, um, maybe a little bit R&B-ish songs in there. But for the most part, uh, I would say 85, 90% of the song is Americana. I just think that uh, I like the storytelling aspect of things. Obviously, in all songs, you tell a story. But there's a different vibe to Americana and the singer-songwriter folk aspect of those things, of telling a story. You're actually talking and singing at the same time when you're telling those stories, and I just felt that that was more apropos. So I decided, because I, I love that genre so much, to just, you know, stay within it. I still do the other genres. Like if I'm trying to do singing licensing and they're looking for something else, I definitely will delve into the other genres because I'm an artist, I want to make money. Um, but... I just tend to, I just love the American genre. It's just, I just feel more with it. I can be more myself with it um, because I just say what I want. I mean, it's not that I can't say what I want in other things, but there's more. It's just I'm talking, really talking to the audience with the Americana. Yeah, I think there's more flexibility with that genre than any mm-hmm. other one right um and it's funny that you actually put the singer songwriter label on it because Mm -hmm. that actually is something that i think a lot of you know even our our friends um you know at the recording academy i think that they're missing that piece right that whole singer songwriter type vibe um, you know, so that definitely, I could see how that definitely would fit in there. But generally, the Americana categories tend to be, I, I don't want to dare say more, um, I mean, I guess they're a mix. Um, I was going to mm. say more 
country orientated, but that's right. not always true either. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, but I think that category certainly suits you. That that genre certainly suits you because I do agree. I think that your music, especially the ones as of late that I've listened to, definitely fit very well into that space with more of like a storytelling right. vibe like stripped back production. It's not like mm-hmm. massively in your face. You know, it's more pure instruments, very authentic, and it certainly makes sense. Right. Has your musical journey been, you know, do you have a plan? Have you had like a deliberate direction or do you just simply let it evolve over time and kind of pave the way as you go along? I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, there are times where I have an idea. I say, okay, this is what I want to do in the next three months. And then I'm like, okay, no, let me just focus on something else and just let that process evolve itself out. I mean, this musical journey can be extremely weird. It's a lot of work and I change my mind all the time, or I have like a lot of ideas that I want to uh, bring out to the world. Um, but as for long-term goals, I mean, the only, the only thing I can say is that I, I want to do music for the rest of my life and I want to make money out of it. Um, but, and, and, and try to get into sync and licensing. Um, I also want to do some consulting and stuff like that. But those are, like I said, those are just, a lot of ideas that I have that I need to put on a piece of paper because it's all in my head. Um, I, I, I can't say that I have a set goal. I know, the, the, okay, the one thing I can say that is a set goal is I want to be an effective player in life, meaning that I want my music to make a difference. I want to pe- people to say, well, Natalie tried to do that, or Natalie wrote that song about her own assault because she wanted to help other people. So I definitely want my music to make a difference. That is that is an ultimate goal. I love that. And I think you have certainly done that, especially with several of your songs that are very moving and lyrically potent, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. I know there's several that I have listened to that you as a writer, you know, you sit there and you're like, damn, you know, takes guts to write about certain things. And you certainly do that, which is awesome. Mm. Thank you very much. Awesome. You're welcome very much. Um, So awesome it is. We're going to actually take a pause and play one of your songs now. So one of the songs that we're getting ready to tee up that you brought with you to share is called The Little Things. Could you tell us a little bit about that and what that song is about? Um, well, I, you know, every year I try to decide if I'm going to do a holiday song or not. And um, this year and last year I said, okay, I want to do a song, um, but I, how am I going to do this song? I don't want it to sound like everybody else's. Um, because I feel like a lot of the songs are the same. Obviously, you're talking about Christmas, the snow, and the tinsel, and all that great stuff. Um, but I decided to write it in regards to the pandemic, um, and having Christmas during the pandemic, and demonstrating that uh, what we should have learned during the pandemic is that the little things count. And it, in the song, it describes some of those little things um, that we just forget about you know, that we just don't pay attention to. And so that we need to pay attention to those things now since we've all been through this cray-cray situation. So it's an unconventional holiday song. It's unconventional, but it it definitely does ring true from a holiday song. And I absolutely Mm. love it. It's one of my favorites of yours. And we are going to play it now for everyone. This is The Little Things by Natalie G. It's been a tough year full of heartache and fear. 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. I'm, you know, the the digital age from a music perspective is a blessing and a curse mm-hmm. in many ways. Um, it's obviously easier to get things out there, but I almost right. think it's harder to get recognized than if you were walking around New York City with a cassette, dare I say, in your pocket. Right. Um, right. You know, hoping that you'd run into a record exec. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I feel that you do very, very well and this goes along with, you know, anything specific that you may have learned that you might want to share. But I actually think that you you promote yourself and your music extremely well. Um, you know, I, I see, obviously, all your social media posts and things like that. But I also know that you spend a lot of time collating and nurturing you know, specific songs, whether it be submitting them mm. for awards, also promoting them on other various sites to get radio play into Spotify right. playlists and all of those things. That's one of the areas that I feel you excel at. Is there anything in that regard that you may want to share with anyone who may just be starting out, um, you know, from a tip or trick in that perspective, because I do think that you're exceptionally good at it. Uh, well, I started submitting uh, my music to contests and award shows because, well, the first thing was like, oh, I've never won anything. Maybe I could win something. Um, but number number two it was because it was a way to market and promote my music, whether I win or become a finalist or nominee or just an entrant, somebody's listening to my music and you never know what can come out of that. Uh, I've been in contests where people say, Oh, you know, I'd love to collaborate and stuff like that. So that's what I'm looking for as well. Obviously if you're a finalist, semi-finalist nominee or even a winner, it looks great on your resume. resume I'm not going to lie. Um, and that's wonderful, uh, but the biggest part is that somebody else is listening to it or a couple of judges are listening to your music. Um, and uploading my music to different sites has helped also because there are different sites where you can promo your work for free or, or, or it's for free, for a fee or for free. And that way, again, somebody else could listen to your music and say, wow, or and say, oh, my God, I'd love to collaborate with you. Or maybe you could write a song for me. It's interesting because, <clears throat> let me see, two or three years ago, you know, somebody just noticed my music on Facebook or something that I did. I don't know. They were like, oh, I want you to write a song for me, the lyrics part, and he was going to do the music part. And I was like, wow, I've never, and I had never done that before. And I wrote the song, and I'm thinking, I guess in a couple months the song will come out. We still have to figure out some logistics. Uh, but it's a jazz song, and jazz is my first love. And so you just n- never know with uh, awards things or songwriting contests or just posting it on Facebook or posting on different sites what it's going to do for you. More people will definitely listen to your music. Like if I'm doing TikToks, I usually do do my own music. You know, one of the things I see a lot is that people use other people's music for that. I mean, if you're an artist, you should really be pushing your own music unless you're doing something silly and you need that, you know, that one thing that says, oh, no, oh, no. I mean, obviously you want to use that. But I, I continuously believe that as artists, we should consistently push our own music at every chance that we can get. And so... You know, I know there are a lot of naysayers that come out there and get angry. Oh, don't submit to that. Don't do that. Obviously, you need to do your due diligence with some of these contests, which I do. I research them before I enter them. But for the most part, if you want to enter something, just do it. You shouldn't have to. Just because there are people that are angry that they don't win or get nominated or whatever, most of the people that get angry and or say something are the people that uh, never get anything. Um it's just a way to a great way to connect to other human beings, to other artists, to to do something different. 
Yeah, I mean, you well, you know me. I mean, I'm always saying, well, I'm I'm done submitting for contests and things like that. But I, right. I certainly can see the promotional aspect of it and, and being able to say, you know, whether you win or, or don't win, hey, I'm a finalist, mm-hmm. hey, I'm this and that. So I, I definitely can right. see value in in that regard. Um, you know, and I, I just think it's phenomenal all the awards and, and nominations that you you've had and I I've seen you win some of your awards. So it's right. it's been really great. And they're all well deserved. And and the awards that you're you're winning or where you're getting nominated are class act uh contests or shows if if you will. Right. Um which is fabulous, fabulous. But getting back to your music, fabulous. So I want to get back to your music a little bit. I know you mentioned, um, you know, obviously we know you sing in multiple languages and your dad obviously right. has an influence on you. But who are some of the other musical influences that you have had over the years that really have formulated or contributed to you as an artist today? Well, um, I loved Ella Fitzgerald and uh, Ada James. I grew up listening to them, um, and I love Celine Dion. But it, but it wasn't most recently, so I got into um, Nina Simone. Like, I knew Nina Simone's music, but I didn't know who Nina Simone was until I watched her documentary on Netflix, and I just fell in love with her. And the reason I fell in love with her was her attitude towards music and artistry and musicianship. Um, She believed in the fact that when she was performing, she didn't want you to say a word. If you were there to see her perform, you were there to see her perform. You're going to sit in the audience and talk. She she would tell people to sit down. Obviously, you can't do that all the time, but she wanted people to listen to her creation. It takes a lot to do what we do and we rehearse and do all that stuff. So I can understand her. So that's why, you know, I've adapted the same thing principle in the sense that I won't perform anywhere that has televisions or there's background noise because I refuse to be background noise. We spend a lot of money making um, this type of music um, and to perform and to rehearse and do all these things. Why are you hiring me to do something just so I can just be a fly on the wall basically? Um, and, and she was also very outspoken, and she, she sang a lot of social impact message songs. Um, the other person that I love is Freddie Mercury. Uh, Freddie Mercury, I really got into when they did the, the whole uh, biopic about him, because um, I didn't really know much about him. Obviously, I know Queen, um, but I, was, I watched the movie on a, on, on a flight somewhere. I can't remember where I was going. And I was, oh, I was going to Mexico, and I was bawling. This is when I was going to Cancun, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I wish I'd met Freddie Mercury because I think he was cool. And what I loved about him, he didn't care about the length of a song. He's like, I just want to do my song. It doesn't matter. This is my creation. This is what I want to do. He was an artist. He created. And so when I create songs on my albums, you know, sometimes I've created a song that's over six minutes long. I'm like, this is the way I want it. This is the way it's going to be. I do have a radio edit version of the same song, but... I created the song the way that I wanted. And so these are the people that have truly influenced me. Celine Dion, I love her because the way she sings, she you can feel every emotion, every single one. And she's the one that influenced me to, to actually record a French album. Ah, lovely. I'm a Celine Dion fan as well. And a Freddie Mercury fan. And believe it or not, I actually just watched that movie for the second time on the last flight that I was on. <laughs> and wow. I too was, you know, even the sec even the second time I'm just knowing what happens and knowing, mm. you know, what the movie is about, I was still like going, Oh my God. Yep. Um, the man was just brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Brilliant. And I feel brilliant. for him with you know, his his life and some of the things that he had to endure um, in terms yeah. of, you know, acceptance and things like that. Because 
um, back in the day, you oh. know, uh, gay men, relationships, those types of things wasn't really accepted. Yeah, it was like you had to hide. And boy, if you were living now, that man would be all over the place. <laughs> like, what? Mm-hmm. I can be who I am. And they have all these new names for everybody. Yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to catch up with the, all the names. You see, whatever, her, do the la la li li. Yeah. He, exactly. he just right in. Yep, certainly would. But you also touched on a little bit in terms of your songwriting process. And you and I have the same philosophy with songwriting. Um, I hate following structure. I, you know, I will to some extent. But, again, I'm like you. If the song ends up being five minutes or whatever it may be, then that's what it is. If I want to start with a bridge instead of, you know, a mm. verse, then so be it. Who the hell cares? That's it's right. My song. I can do whatever the heck I want. What is the process like for you? I mean, do you have um, any particular structures or things like that that you tend to follow, or you, do you really just go with the flow, this is how it is, and this is how it comes out? Every time I sit down to write a song, I'm always like, okay, let me do verse, verse, chorus, verse, verse, chorus, verse, da, da, da. And I always sit down, like, why am I doing this? Because this is not how I like to do things anymore. Uh, it's almost like when I started writing the little things, that, that's how I started. I was like, oh, verse, verse. And I'm like, why am I trying so hard? Because the words weren't really coming to me when I decided to relax and just write it the way that I want, like a poem. Um, then the words just flowed right away. Normally for me, now I will, I start out with a chorus first. Now I don't play an instrument, but I can come up with a melody in my head. I'll sing it into the, my recorder and um, and I'll work around the chorus. Um, and I'll know what my theme is and I'll just throw uh, words on the screen or a piece of paper because I'm old school, I like to write on paper. And then... From the chorus, then I'll start out with the first verse, then the second, the third, and the fourth. Um, or or it's not like that. Or I'll just write a, like a poem. It'll be a long poem. And then I, the, the chorus might be a one line. It could be two lines. And I've learned a lot from my music producer, Alexi von Guggenberg. He says, you know, you don't always have to have so many words in a chorus. The chorus could be just one word. It could be a sentence, a paragraph. It could be whatever you want it to be. And so in my songwriting, I like to be unique. I like to throw words that you don't normally hear in uh, in music. Like there's a line in my song, Authentically Me. I was like, I have to have this line. I don't care if it rhymes with anything. I want it in there. And it was the line that says, um, I'm the pot of gold at the end of my own rainbow. I said, I have to have it. Don't care. And I'm not a stickler for for rhyming on everything. I just like the whole aspect of telling a story. I don't understand why in certain genres you have to rhyme if the whole point is to tell a story. And so that's how I do it. Exactly. <laughs> you know. I know what genre you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly. I feel sometimes that, you know, when you follow the cookie cutter method, Mm-hmm. Music gets very boring. Exactly. And even though you are saying that your genre is a storytelling genre, if you keep repeating the same story over and over again, right? Eventually, people stop listening. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. One hundred. Exactly. Never. All right. Well, real quick, we're going to take a quick break from one of our partners in podcasting. We are going to hear from our lovely friends at Front Range Radio, and we will be right back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris here on Sim Radio. Front Range Radio, playing a variety of indie music, a 24-7 music festival for your ears. You can find Front Range Radio at frontrangeradio.net. And we are back. 
back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris on the Sim Radio Network. And my special guest this evening, Natalie Jean. Natalie, if mm-hmm. you were talking to a younger version of yourself, what advice would you give? Don't be friends with certain people. <laughs> when these when these people come into your life, say no, walk away. Um, you know, one of the things I would would tell my the other things I would tell myself is I would say, be yourself. You know, don't be afraid to be your authentic self. Um, you don't you're not here to please other people. You have to love yourself first. Um, you have to be number one in your life. Um, if there are people that don't like it, then move on. Words to live by. Words to live by. Yes. So before we get to your second song, one of the questions that I've always wanted to ask you is when we were first, or when we were chatting about Sisters in Music, back a year plus ago, right? Because it has been mm-hmm. a year. And, right. you know, I was, we were, you know, toying around with the idea, or like, oh, you know, should I do this, da 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 da, da. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, why don't you join in with me and let's do this? Mm-hmm. Why did you say yes? What does Sisters in did Music I- mean to you? Why did I say yes? Because I'm a woman. Um, and also, I love helping. Well, yeah, I'm a woman. Yeah. Um, I love helping independent, um, especially independent um, women. I'm not helping all independents, but you know, I'm a woman. I got to go for the women. Um, and it was a great opportunity to collaborate. And it was also a great opportunity to demonstrate that um, two people that are friends can actually work together and celebrate one another as they celebrate other women and the men and the brothers that support us at the same time, that there's no animosity, there's no jealousy, there's there's just, you know, trying to help one another and trying to help the world. I, I mean, that's why I joined. I mean, and also, you know, women have had it difficult, have had difficult times in the um music industry and also because uh it also will help the other organizations to know that there shouldn't be any diva behaviors in their organizations as well i think we could be a symbol for that you know that is why yes i do yeah you know and i i specifically wanted to ask you that question because you know i kind of knew what your answer was going to be but it really is just a, a more of a affirmation to mm-hmm. the audience and to those listening to say exactly or reiterate exactly what you said in regards to, you know, we were friends and, mm-hmm. you know, now we're, we're trying to get the, the, the business up and running and get things, you know, going on that side of the house and that, you know, you, you can, work together without right. jealousy. We can support each other on a daily basis, right? And we can work right. together and support other women and obviously our brothers who support us as well um, right. and and be happy about it and that there's room here for all of us. I think that's one of the biggest things that, and we both see it, I know you've experienced it as well, and and it happens to us on a daily basis. There's still so much. I don't want to say jealousy, but there is. Mm. There's 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 jealousy. There's why did this person get you know this award, or why were they nominated for right. this, and I didn't get anything, or um, even as simple as why was this person chosen to perform at this event and I wasn't, right? I mean, it, right. we see it all the time. Um, and that's where I just, I think that all of us, 
independent and women in particular, we need to do better. It's okay if somebody wins an award and you don't. Celebrate them. Right. Because a win for one is a win for all. Win for all. That's right. Um, I mean, the other thing is that people need to know that even if you're working as friends, you're both going to get on each other's nerves. That's just life. You're going to agree to disagree. (laughs) You may want to choke the other person. It's okay, you know. But the whole bottom line, what you're saying, is that we can all work together because this is, the platform is so big. The platform is so big. You know what I mean? Yep. And trust me, Natalie and I get on each other's nerves all the time. Yes, that's right. That's right, but the difference between you and I, but the the difference between you and I is that we can discuss it. Some people, they don't discuss it. They just stop talking to you for no damn reason. You haven't done anything to them, but they stop talking to you. And um, and so you just need to get those people out of your life because I don't have time for that crap. Yep. I don't. Nobody does. Um, Nobody does. Nope. Nobody does. So next six months, what do you have planned? I know the last six months you released so much music, which I'm like seeing their head spinning with, with, what was it, five singles in five days? No. Absolutely crazy. It was seven. It was seven. Okay. (laughs) See, I can't even keep count because it was so crazy. What do you have coming down the pipe? Do we have more music coming from Natalie? What What is Natalie working on? Huh. Who knows? <laughs> no. Um, so um, what do I have? Um, what do I have? Okay. Let me think. March 26th is I go to the Whammies. Uh, that's the DC Awards organization, the independent thing. That I'm a finalist in that. See if I win anything in that. And March 30th, I'm headed out to, um, where am I going? To Vegas for the Grammys. And we have our Sim Jam mm-hmm. on April 1st. And then the Grammys are on that Sunday. And then, and then April 30th, I have a somebody contacted me about a performance in uh, D.C. where some of the headliner, it's a Haitian kind of thing. And then... Awesome. Then, yeah, and then I'm working on a bunch of collaborations with people. Um, you know, trying to think of um, different types of um, songs that I want to write. I want to work on a new album. I need to get going on that. Um, still sticking with the social impact message songs. Um, and so, that, yeah, that's what I'll be working on. And uh, we uh, will have the JMA Fest um, in October. I'm going to the Josie Mo- Music Awards in October at the Grand Old Opry. Uh, maybe go to L.A. in September. Who knows? <laughs> I'd like to know where I'm getting all the money. But that's that's the idea. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So a busy, busy, busy 2022 yes. for you, sounds like, which is always good, right? Yeah. Good to be busy. 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 Yes. So great spot for us to share your second song that you brought with you. Please tell us a little bit about I'm Dumb. Oof, Lord. So Kit was... Kit Wakely, uh, billboard charting artist Kit Wakely, had contacted me a couple of years ago uh, with different um, song uh, instrumental tracks that he said, oh, let's collaborate on something. And I finally chose one a couple of years ago. It has to be two or three years ago. Shame on me. But I was working on my album some, and some other stuff. And during the pandemic, I just said, oh, I might as well get working on this. Um, and so... You know, a lot of things were going on in my life, and one of the things that was going on was um, the ending of a friendship. And this ending of the friendship really bothered me because, you know, I never did anything to this person, and I realized all the things I knew about this person 
you know, wasn't true. There were some hidden things about this person. And I gave this person like five different chances and they did the same thing over and over to me, you know, you know, fool me once, fool me twice. You know, the third time I'm just stupid or I just have a good heart and just want to say, okay, maybe no. So after five times, I'm just like, I'm over it. I'm done. I'm not, I, I have to start thinking about myself and just move on. I don't have any ill will towards this person. I wish them the best, but I just can't surround myself with this person. So it's called I'm done. And it is one of my favorites. And I know Natalie is still trying to get me on video <laughs> saying I'm done. <laughs> so many times she's tried and hasn't been able to do it yet. But one of my favorites, it's going to be one of your favorites too. This is Natalie Jean with I'm Done. Wondering how we got to this place I had your back And you had mine A friendship that would last Until the end of time But somewhere down the line I must have missed the sign Believed in all your lies Gave in into your world And you turned your back social media because you are the queen of social media as well 
doing all the things that I hate to do, like TikTok and all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, website, I'm where can they find you? Where can they check you out? Cray Cray on TikTok, but um, they can just Google me. Natalie G Music, but I am on Twitter, <laughs> Nat Nat Seven. Website is natalie com. Instagram is Natalie J zero eight one nine. Already, I also have Natalie G Music eleven twenty three. I believe uh, the Sisters in Music, obviously, at Sisters in Music one on uh, Instagram. TikTok is I think Natalie G Music. Yeah, I think I said that. Just Google me. You find me. I'm on all the streaming platforms. Um, so there's no way not to find me. That's and you said right, last words. Buddy. Last words. You said last words. It is music is subjective. Remember that. Somebody doesn't love your music doesn't mean your music isn't good. It's just not for that person. Keep doing your thing. That is actually very, very important for people to to hear because that's mm-hmm. even very important from like an award perspective and things like that because mm-hmm. um yep. you know it it is subjective and you may submit something to one place and not win or not even get nominated and then you submit the same thing someplace else and all of a sudden you're like a winner right because you know that's it really right. is Objective. So, very important. That's good advice. Excellent. All right. We are going to call it, everybody. Um, It has been awesome having my wonderful, fabulous friend and partner in crime, Natalie Jean, on the show. Don't forget to tune into her podcast, Chatting with Nat. Also on the Sim Radio, it is fabulous, purely authentic, lots of fun conversations with wonderful indie artists, and also our Instagram lives when you get a chance. So for now, Miss Natalie, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Learned a couple of things I did not know, which is always a good thing. And everybody, thank you for tuning in for Mixing It. On behalf of all of us at Sim Radio, this is Nikki Chris. Until next time, keep on mixing it.